Hello, my friend. My name is Haley Peters. I am your host of At the Bedside, and I am so happy that you're here. This podcast, I want this to be a safe space for us to come together and talk, to share our stories, to empower each other, to educate each other, and to help each other learn to heal from the things that are hard to talk about. I'm here with my friend, Emmy. Me and Emmy in nursing school, so it's been a long time, um, and we've we're on opposite sides of the nursing spectrum. She wants nothing to do with women's health. <laughs> um, but thought it would be fun to have her on and share her birth experience, kind of, you know, what happened from her perspective and her thoughts. Um, so I'm going to let her kind of introduce herself a little bit better and take it away and tell her story of her and her daughter. Thanks, Haley. Um, this is cool. <laughs> Whenever you said that, you know, like we met in nursing school, which was so long ago. Um, yeah. It really feels like it was 80 years ago, for real. Um, there's so much life that has happened since then. Um, but yeah, so like Haley said, I am an emergency room nurse. I have been um, for the last five and a half years. Um, and I just finished uh, nurse practitioner school. So I am currently uh, studying to become a nurse practitioner. Um, and I'm going to do family medicine uh, for a nurse practitioner. But um, when Haley told me that, um, actually, Jolie is when we found out that uh, I or Joe that this thing was like happening, um, I was like, Oh, I've got a great birth story for you. It was awful, <laughs> like, it was the worst. Um, so anyway, I we got pregnant, um, when it was like during COVID. So, you know, it wasn't ideal, obviously. Um, it wasn't something I hated when everybody was like, oh, there's going to be so many COVID babies born. And I was like, listen, don't call my kid a COVID baby because number one, I worked the whole COVID. So she is not considered a COVID baby. Okay. It was a, here we are. All right. So, um, I, so we got pregnant, you know, it was like, we got, we found out we were pregnant in June of 2020. So, you know, that's whenever things were starting to get like really bad here. Um, and I was in the ER, so I was pregnant in the ER working with COVID. So it was like a lot of just, um, unknowns, a lot of firsts, a lot of, uh, you know, is this, is this, was I doing the right thing like for me and my unborn child, like for my family, you know, like, cause of course we had no idea like what it would do to unborn children. We had no idea what it would do to mothers. Like, you know, I was watching people die like left and right. So, um, it was very scary. It was a very, very scary time. Um, but fast forward, I went to my 30, I think it was my 39 week appointment and I hadn't started like dilating or anything. And, um, they were like, oh, well, we can go and induce you. And I was like, eh, eh, not a fan, you know, like, let's just, you know, let me, let me just give like, we're not even like at 40 weeks. Like, let me just, you know, we'll chat next week, see how we're feeling, you know, yeah. just because like, it was like, let me just see if I can go on my own. Like, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want to have to go through the Pitocin. I didn't want to have to go through the Cervidil, you know, like I didn't want to have to go through any of that. So I was like, let's just pop, you know, pump your brakes there, sir. So I, um, so, you know, we waited 39 weeks. Everything was great. You know, a uh, 40 week appointment came and I was like, hmm, okay. Um, hmm. I, um, I, I am tired. I am tired of being pregnant. 
I am very large and I don't want to be pregnant anymore. Um, so I, uh, basically it was at my, it was going into 41 weeks. So I think I like my appointment was like towards the end. Um, cause I think 41 weeks, I would have turned 41 weeks on Saturday and my appointment was like a Thursday. So, um, I was like, Hey, let's go ahead and, um, or so, or no, it was, I didn't go until my 41 week. It was like a Monday. So I actually ended up going to L and D on, it was a Saturday and I was 41 weeks like to the day. And because I was having some like pain that I hadn't, um, or no, I didn't feel I wasn't, she wasn't moving. Um, so I didn't feel like her moving. And so we went to L and D because, you know, I tried everything like for her to get her kick counts and, um, you know, and it was even funny whenever I first walked into L and D, they were like, you've never been here before. And I was like, no. And they were like, you're 41 weeks pregnant. And I went, yeah, I'm aware. Uh, so anyway, so 41 weeks, you know, they weren't, um, once they put the monitor on. And so I knew that, um, like I knew she had a heartbeat. Um, they gave me, they wanted to send me some apple juice. They gave me some apple juice to make her like, you know, hyped up, I guess, to move. And, uh, so whenever I found, whenever I heard her heart rate and that everything was fine, um, I had my husband drink it because then he was like, no, babe, you know, he's a rule follower. Me, not so much. Um, and, uh, he said, he was like, no, babe, like you have to drink it. Like they wanted you to drink it. And I said, but babe, if she doesn't move how much they want her to move, they will go ahead and take her. So I need you. So he chugged the apple juice. Yeah, I, I, was, I was, I was processing. Um, so he chugged the apple juice for me. And so it looked like I did, but I didn't. Um, it didn't work though. They sent me home. So there's that. <laughs> um, so anyway, so then I had my, they just told me to keep my, I had a, that was my appointment on Monday it was so Saturday was L and D where I didn't drink the apple juice did me no good. Okay. Cause I, the apple juice would have been good at that point, but here we are. Um, and then Monday was, um, I had my OB appointment 41 weeks. And so I was like, okay, you can go ahead and put me on a list. I'd like an induction. I am done. I am done being pregnant, sir. So he said, okay, great. We'll go ahead and schedule your induction. And you know, the office will call you like his office will call you. Um, later on, like today, this was again, this was a Monday later on. And, you know, we'll get you, we'll let you know when you're going to come in for your, um, and to be induced. And I was like, okay, cool. So, um, my husband went ahead and started his, um, cause we got, we got a phone call that afternoon at like 4 PM. Cause my appointment was like, you know, um, at like eight now, mind you, this was all during COVID. So my husband could not come to any appointment with me. Zero. Like, thankfully, I work in an emergency room with an ultrasound machine, and I literally had to video call him an ultrasound myself for him to see our unborn child because he could go to no appointments, which made zero sense considering they allowed me in there and he lives with me. So, okay, sure, that makes sense. Um, so anyway, so he could go to no appointments and, um, on when they, when they called and they were like, Hey, you know, you're good. You're on the list. Like you'll be in like Tuesday, they'll call you. Like they will call and schedule you to, you know, come and, uh, get induced. And I was like, okay, cool. So my husband went ahead and started his paternity leave at work because we were like, all right, Tuesday D day, you know, that's it. Here we are. 
So we get up, you know, try to get like the last little bit of things, you know, taken care of. Sidebar, there was like a snake in my house the day that we were supposed to go deliver. Like on that Tuesday, it was terrifying. I had to call my dad because all I could think about was that there, I'm Braley's going to open this wall. And because that's where like the snake was, because our cat found it. And, but he's going to open the wall and there's going to be like 50 million snakes to just come out. And I am like big pregnant and I'm not going to handle that. So I had to like call my dad to come up there just to help him in case there was more than one. It was a whole thing. Anyway, that's sidebar. Okay. So, so Tuesday continued to, you know, go on and there we hadn't gotten a call. Well, on the little piece of paper that they um, gave you the instructions, it said that if you don't hear, um, they could call you like after 4 p.m. And if you don't hear anything from them, then uh, call at this number after like seven, you know, cool, fine, whatever. So I, um, it, it got to seven. I hadn't heard anything. I called and I asked to speak because it said, you know, ask to speak to the charge nurse because apparently there's this list, this infamous list of inductions. Okay. So, um, can confirm. the list is real. Can confirm. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad. I was like, this list probably doesn't even exist. They're probably just hundred percent just pulling my chain. There's no freaking list. Okay. That's what I kept telling in my head. Okay. Oh, well, good. Glad to know there is a list because I literally was about to call BS on all the list crapola. <laughs> so, um, so I, so they said, you know, speak to the charge nurse. Well, so I asked to talk to the charge nurse. Uh, she said, or that I'm assuming it was a tech because I know it wasn't a nurse. Um, she was like, oh, well, the charge nurse is busy and um, we're, we aren't even getting to the inductions tonight because we are quote unquote jumping up in here. That's what I was told, oh, Haley. Jumping up in here, okay? You are going to tell a 41 and 2, no, 41 and 3, sorry, pregnant mom that we are jumping up in here and it's not going to happen for you. Mm, awesome. That's really great. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that was Tuesday, whatever, came and went because we were jumping, you know, jumping up in there. And so Tuesday night, I started quote. having really bad, huh? That's the quote I'm going to pull out. <laughs> jumping up in here. Yes, jumping up in here. I was so dead. I literally was like, did this really just happen? Did she really just freaking say that to me? I can't. I'm done. Done. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so then... Tuesday night, I started having like pain, like a lot of pain, like, um, like belly pain thing, pain that I haven't, you know, haven't felt nothing. So I had a lot of belly pain and I was like, this doesn't feel right. So I went into L and D and I was like, Hey, I'm already on the induction list. If I go, because I'm having pain, like I'm not, you know, I'm having, I have a reason. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm already on the list. So like, they're going to have to take me. Right. You know? Like that, again, thinking, processing, okay? Spoiler alert, no, they don't. They don't have to, okay? Let's just get that out of the way. Um, so Tuesday went in because I was having... Haley, yes. Yes, Haley. Oh, my God, yes. So this is the second time they sent a 41-weeker home without her baby. Second. So... Mm. So, okay. So I get there, right? 
And they hook her up to the monitor. They basically tell me that I'm having like contractions, but not contractions enough to do anything. Just contractions. Oh, cool. That's awesome. So the midwife, I saw the midwife and um, she basically told me that I was three centimeters dilated. And if I was four, she could have kept me. But because I was three, no. Didn't even like offer for me to like try or like, you know, like walk around like, no, deuces is what she told me. Didn't also didn't offer to like strip my membranes, like none of that. No, no offer to do anything. Okay, cool. Just sent me home, you know. So now I'm just like, you know, super devastated. This is the second time that I have left the hospital without my child in two days. And uh, and I'm just done being pregnant. I'm over it. I'm tired. Done. So now with Tuesday, so I had been contracting basically since Tuesday. Wednesday happened, called um, you know, haven't, nobody is the list we're, we're trying to work on it, but we're still getting our stuff done from Monday's list. Um, you know, working on it, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Still contracting Wednesday. So I'm like in pain. Okay. But not contracting enough to, uh, do anything, you know, like not like I would get down, like my, I wouldn't be consistent. I would get down to like every five minute contractions, but then like the next round, it would pop back up to like, you know, 20 minutes or it would pop back up to um, like, you know, eight minutes. Like, so it was never like a consistent, you know. So um, Wednesday, um, you know, not, they didn't do it again Wednesday. So Wednesday, I was starting to get mad at this point because I'm like, okay, so now, because once they sent you out for an induction, you're done seeing like an OB, like they don't schedule you appointments anymore. So I was like, you know, I am now 41. I'm 41 weeks pregnant. Okay. There's no physician that is overseeing my pregnancy at this point, because I'm on an infamous list that doesn't, now I know that exists. I didn't think it existed, honestly. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, if something happens, like I, I'm just kind of like, nobody is really listening to anything that I'm saying. So I called my OB's office. And I basically made it very clear that if something happens to me or my unborn child, I swear to God, like I will sue, like that will become my last name on that building, 100%, because no one's listening to me. And I understand that. And that's kind of something that um, it's something that even with like nursing in general, you know, like it's our jobs. Yes. But it's also like these people's lives, like especially emergency medicine. Like, yes, it's my job, but it's just like people's worst day of their entire life, you know? And I think a lot of people forget like in the field because you just get so complacent and you forget that, Hey, new mom. Okay. Hi. Hi, new mom. I don't know what the hell is happening. And no one is offering me any kind of like, I mean, at least I have some medical knowledge because I don't, I feel bad for the people that don't. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, it was just kind of like, I was just getting like the roundabout told the OB's office. The OB was like, I was like, I need an appointment. That's what I need. I need an appointment, you know? And because, um, so then they told me, Oh, well, you know, the doctor says that we can get you in Friday. This is Wednesday. Doctor says we can get you in Friday, but I'm sure that you will, that they'll call you for the list before then. Okay. So I have an appointment scheduled for Friday. Well, you know, 
So this was Thursday, Thursday morning, woke up and I was like, okay, so I had been calling all day because then I started, you know, pulling some strings of people that I know I'm not one of those that like to pull strings, but I was like, at this point I was done. I was 41 and five. And I was like, I am, I'm literally coming Saturday. I will be 42 weeks pregnant. Like this is insane. And, um, so, you know, it got to the point to where like one of my bosses had called and was like, have you had that baby yet? And I was like, no. And then I told her about this whole thing, like about the list and everything. And I was like, you know, people ask us all the time, can we pull strings? Can we, can you freaking pull some strings for me? Like, this is insane. And um, so she ended up calling over to the L&D and uh, was like, you know, one of my nurses, like she's, you know, big pregnant, like she was on the list. Like, can you tell me about it? And the director was like, um, well, uh, she's on a list. Inductions are elective. So my boss was like, well, um, not at her case. Cause she's 41 and five. She's no longer elective. She needs help. Like there, there's, there's a problem now. And, um, she really didn't care. Like the, the director was just kind of like, well, I can't really talk to you about it. Huh. Okay. Yeah, sure. HIPAA. Got it. But it's still, you know, it's a director to a director hospital. Like they're in the same, like, it's not like, you know, my grandma called, you know, (laughs) I mean, you know, so, um, so they said that they would have someone call me, whatever, probably like 30 ish minutes later, I get a phone call from the charge nurse of L and D and is like, um, first I get told, so you have your boss call. And I went, Mm, okay, number one, let's everybody pipe down. Okay, because she comes on her own volition, number one. And number two, yeah, if I had to, I had to because you were just stringing me on and I didn't appreciate it. So, yeah, actually, what are you going to do about it? So then um, well, I know I, I'm going to tell you what they did about it. They didn't put me on the list. I can tell you that. There you go. Um, so then, so this was Thursday. I got a call from the charge nurse. They were like, okay, we're getting some discharges. You know, we are, we're hoping to get you in. We can hopefully get you in today by like three. We'll call you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Got a time, you know? So two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock rolls around. Haven't heard anything. So I called and I was like, what's going on? You know, and she was like, you're first on the list. And I was like, Mm, that makes me feel great. I've been on this list for, you know, three days now. So awesome. So glad to know I'm first. Um, and, uh, she goes, you know, it's your first on the list. We're going to try to get you in. Like, you know, we just got, um, an emergency come in, um, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So, it got to, cause what I didn't want is I didn't want shift change to happen because then I'd be forgotten about, you know, you know, I'd be, I'd just be forgotten. Nobody would care after they left. Right. So I, um, what was I saying? Oh, I lost my whole train of thought. Cause this is just, you know, the greatest story ever. Um, I, so it was like 6 it was like 6.30, 6.50. I called again to talk to the charge nurse. And she was like, yeah, she was like, I'm going to let the night shift charge know, like, they should be calling the second they get, like, report and, you know, all that. Okay. Nine o'clock rolls around, <laughs> and I haven't heard a thing, okay? Nine o'clock Thursday night, all right? So, mm, I call. Guess who I get to talk to again? 
jumping up in here, girl. Yeah. Yeah. She tells me the same thing, Haley. Oh, it's jumping up in here. <laughs> wow. Is that your catchphrase? You should put that on a business card. I, Okay, ma'am. All right. Wouldn't let me talk to the charge nurse and just said, quote unquote, it's jumping up in here. We are not going to get to the list. Okay. All right. So now I'm just like pissed at this point, as you can imagine, because now I've been contracting for two days. I am big pregnant, 41 and five, and I am so over this stupid list. Um, so finally, you know, like I was just mad, like seething. And I was talking to my husband and I was like, all right, fine. Okay, I got you. I've got my OB appointment tomorrow. Guess what? I'm not leaving without a direct admission because I know he can do that and I will sit in his office. And I was like, go ahead and call security. I know all them. They're not going to do anything to me. Good luck, sir. You know, that's pretty much what I was. I had a plan. I was getting in the shower. I was going to wake up. I was going to my appointment. And guess what? I was going to L&D the next day. I told Braley, I said, you better get in the car, okay? Because you are coming with me. I am not leaving that hospital without going direct directly to L&D, okay? So we were sitting there and all of a sudden it was kind of like a, like I was like, I just sat there and he went, what? And I was like, I know I didn't just pee myself. (laughs) He was like, and it was just like, like a little like dribble. And I was like, I know I didn't pee myself. And so he was like, okay, well, let's just, you know, let's just sit here for a little bit. And it was like, still like leaking. And I was like, I think my water just broke. And, but it wasn't like a gush, like, you know, you hear about in school. It was just like, I mean, it was like a little like dribble almost. I was like, I know I didn't pee myself. Like, uh, hello. I didn't, I did not pee myself. So, um, (laughs) so I got in the shower, you know, I was like, well, my water broke. So they they have to take me, you know, my water broke. Go into L&D, check in, you know, they say, you know, how far along are you? 41 and five. And they're like, what's the problem? Well, the problem is I'm 41 and five. But anyway, my problem is, is that I, my water broke. That's my problem. So, you know, they check me in, whatever. Now, Haley, this is where it gets real good. (laughs) Okay. So remember how I was told, you know, just like, cause this is now like 11 o'clock, 10, 30, 11. Remember how I was told just, you know, two hours before that we were jumping up in here. Right. Mm. So I, when I walk into L&D, you know, you got to stop at security, whatever, make sure you're not a psycho. And um, I know all the security guards. So the security guard was down there and they were like, oh, you're the, I've been down here since five and you're the first people I've, I've seen come in. I'm sorry, what? So I was like, hmm, okay. This is again now like 1030. And I was like, okay, that's fine. It's fine. Maybe there's a lot of ambulances. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's fine. I'm emergency medicine. I get that. You know, I get it. So I walk into L&D. I am the only person in triage. Only one in triage, Haley. Okay. So again, I'm, I'm talking myself down before I blow up on someone. I'm talking myself down. I'm like, okay, maybe they're really busy in the back, you know? Again, emergency medicine. I was trying to be very just like even keel. You know, I was like, maybe they've gotten a lot of ambulances because I know sometimes our waiting room looks really great, but we are on fire in the back, you know? So it's like, I'm okay. All right, fine. All right. Maybe they're just, maybe they're on fire back there. Okay. So the nurse practitioner comes and she checks me 
And the first test was negative for amniotic fluid. And I was like, I didn't pee on myself. So then she does a, um, then she does like an actual, like, uh, like she, you know, actually does like a different test, still negative for amniotic fluid. And I looked at her and I went, I did not pee on myself. And then she said, well, the only way to really, you know, we'll get a lab. We'll want do one that sends the lab. Um, but if it comes back negative, like, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll strip your membranes for you. And that way you'll deliver pretty soon. So after she walks out, I look at my husband and I go, they're going to send me home for a third time, 41 and five, and they are going to send me home. And so, you know, of course, I'm like in tears. I'm sobbing. I'm so over this like whole experience. Like I just I'm just so done. And um, so then thankfully, the uh, the the test came back from the lab and it was positive for amniotic fluid. Duh. I didn't pee on myself. I've been telling them this for the last two hours. Okay, so now they had to admit me because it was amniotic fluid. So, you know, they start an IV, whatever. And then they're like, yeah, we were, we were, um, they said we were, we were going to, we were placing bets on who, if it was negative of who was going to come and tell you that it was negative. And I was like, "Mm, that wouldn't have been a good day for them. Whoever, whoever you chose, apparently you didn't like them very much because I tell you like, why did you say that? Right. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Cool. So, I mean, it just confirmed that they were going to send me home if it was negative. A 41 and five. I, I am flabbergasted at that. So anyway, they didn't, they weren't able to, well, then they were like, okay, well, you know, you can get in this wheelchair and we'll walk you over. And I was like, nah, I'll walk. Thanks. Um, so I walked myself to, um, the delivery part. When I, when they open the doors, Haley, again, I'm thinking that it's like real busy. When I opened the doors, there were seven nurses sitting at the nurse station on their phones. Again, I'm a nurse. Okay. I get it. Sometimes we, you know, it, it, it's kind of like the one moment we've been busy all day. We have the one moment. It looks bad. I get it. Okay. I understand. I was like, okay, all right. Until I get to the room. And my nurse leaves open the census. <laughs> they had three patients in L&D, Haley. Three. I was the third. This is now 1230, one o'clock. My nurse comes in. She was like, oh, yeah, you know, you're my, she was there at seven. And she also makes the mistake of telling me, oh, you're my first patient of the night. I'm sorry. What? That's not real jumping. What? You have been there since seven. It is now almost one o'clock in the morning and I'm your first patient. What? Yeah. So then I was like, huh. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And uh, I'm trying not to be mad again because I'm about to have a baby, you know, (laughs) trying not to be mad. So, um, so then I was like, Huh. And she was like, yeah, we were just about to call someone on the induction list. I was like, oh, well, you can go ahead and cross my name off because I was number one, apparently, in this list. So, um, so you know, everything was fine. Epidural went off, like, without a hitch. Like, I got that. It was probably, like, 3, 3.30. And I only got that because I got, I got tired of getting up to pee. Um, so I was like, put a, 
put a catheter in me. I'm done. Like, I don't want to get up to pee anymore. Um, and so epidural was fine. Everything was great. And then around like, so they started, they started Pitocin at like two right before the epidural. And because I was still only like three and a half centimeters and, but I was a hundred percent of face. So they didn't even need Cervidil, which again, if they would have just, because I understand, I understand how inductions work. Sometimes you got to do Cervidil. It's a 12 hour process. And then if that doesn't work, you have to do it again. So honestly, that's taken up a bed for, you know, 24 hours, like minimum. I get that. I understand. And then, you know, then you have to do Pitocin. It's, you know, it's a whole thing, but like, I didn't even need Cervidil. So I was just Pitocin. I would have been easy either way. I digress. So when I, okay. So whenever they, they did the Pitocin, you know, then I got the epidural and I had gone from like, I think it was like three centimeters to, and I wasn't really progressing even on Pitocin, but like my contractions were getting like really, really bad. And so the OB, the night shift OB came in and ended up having to break my water because she would have never come out. I, I, uh, my bag broke like up here. So her pushing down, it was still just a pocket around like her head. So she'd have never come out. Um, and that was like four, four thirty ish. She broke my water and there was meconium in there, which is of course the one thing that we're all worried about going longer than, you know, 40 weeks. And then everything like literally from like four, until like seven, I had gone from, um, from four to seven, I had gone from three and a half centimeters dilated to like seven centimeters dilated. Like I was like working. And then all of a sudden 7am came and my kid had like pumped the brakes. I can imagine her in my uterus, like, like putting all her arms and legs and going, nope, no more. You know, that's what I, that's what I picture. Um, because it was just, then it went to like a slow, crawl like literally from like 7 a.m i was at seven centimeters and then 11 a.m i was like at eight like it was like we went we like literally stopped She's so like, whatever <laughs> yeah like i was like okay cool so um everything was great whatever well then it started to be like around like two-ish like 2 p.m um, I was starting to like, not feel good. Like, and I didn't know like what not feel good it, you know, I didn't, I didn't know why I wasn't feeling good, but I just knew I wasn't feeling good. Like, so then I started like nursing and I was like, hi, I need you to check my blood sugar. I haven't eaten since like midnight. Maybe my blood sugar's off. I need you to do that. Okay. I also, maybe I need some fluids. Like, are these going? I don't think these are, maybe you need to turn these fluids up. Um, like something's just not right. I don't feel good. Like something's not right. And so, and it was even, it was even worse because I didn't trust my L&D nurse, like, at all. Um, she was very, like, spacey. And I was like, okay, uh, okay. So I called one of my PAs from the ER. And again, during COVID, so, like, my mom couldn't be there. Like, my mother-in-law couldn't be there. You know, people that have had children uh, couldn't be there. It was just me and my husband who have never done this before. So, you know, it was it was a very um, scary experience. And it kind of, it, like, put me in the role of, like, how, you know, our patients feel probably on a daily. You know, they don't have any medical experience. And they are just trusting wholeheartedly, you know, what we do, what we say. And so it was very, it was very humbling, but at the same time, like I'm too much of a type A to let, you know, let it just go. Nope, not going to happen to me. 
So I, um, I called one of my, I called the PA and I was like, I need you to come over here because number one, I don't trust them. And number two, I think something's wrong. And they're telling me that everything is fine. And I don't believe it. I started looking up at the monitor and I started seeing some like D cells. And I was like, okay, I did not pay attention in the OB and pediatric section of school. Okay. <laughs> did not hated that class with a passion, not to mention they put it in the fourth semester, which is the worst place to put it. Okay. Yeah. But I did not pay attention, but I knew that D-cells, not good. That's all I remembered from it. Like D-cells are not what you want to see. Mm-hmm. And so, and then my husband was like, don't you wish you would have paid attention more in OB? And I went, you know what, sir? That is not the time for you to say any of that. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, I do. Thank you. So, um, so I called her and I sent her the pictures of like the monitor and, uh, she came over and she was like, I think you're about to like deliver. And I was like, what? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have, you had haven't had any like time to th- process this. What, what do you mean? I'm about to deliver. Let's, let's calm down. Um, so yeah, so she ends up, you know, having to leave because of course she wasn't even supposed to be over there. Um, so, you know, we had to kind of like sneak her in and sneak her out. It like, you know, all of a sudden people tell you, you know, you just kind of when everybody's like, they ask you, oh, well, how do you know when you need to push? And everybody just tells you, you just know. And I used to hate that answer because I was like, what do you mean you just know? What do you mean? You just know. It's it's real. You literally just know. And um, I felt like I needed to push. And so my nurse came and checked me and I was like, I was like nine and a half centimeters. And um, I was like, I was like, I need to push. Like, I I need to push. And she was like, well, I mean, okay. So they went and got the OB. And, you know, he checked me and he was like, "Mm, I mean, you can try and push past like the last half a centimeter. You know, that's going to be up to you. Um, He was like, you can try for, you know, maybe 10 minutes to push. And if you don't, we will um, we will labor down and uh, try again in an hour. And I looked at him and I said, I'm not laboring down anything. I was like, I want to push. This baby needs to come out. And that's what's going to happen. So I was um, so I started to push and, you know, things were we were going great, like things were moving. And then my nurse was in there. Then my nurse leaves. In the middle of me pushing, active labor, she leaves the room. Just me. Haley, I don't know. Did she go to drink some water, take a lunch break? Unsure. Okay. All I know is she was gone and it was just me and Braylee. That was it. That was the only two people in the room. And Braylee is holding both of my legs because, again, I had an epidural. I I can't feel anything holding both of my legs and also counting my contractions like to, you know, for whenever I need to push. And then he could also see our child's head. So. So Braley was the nurse. Correct. Braley did very well. He did great. (laughs) Um, And keeping his cool because until the nurse came back and she was like, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're pushing. And Braley went, yeah, we've already had five contractions since you've been gone. What were you doing? And he's trying to keep it calm because, you know, he wants to keep me calm. But it was like, what is happening right now? You know where she went to go, Haley? She went to go get towels. Do you know what was next to my head? Towels. Why? (laughs) Why did you need towels? (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, so 
all like, you know, it, it goes, it goes, you know, here we are. I pushed for like an hour. Um, and then, cause I started pushing like three, it was like three twenty ish and she was born at four thirty two. Um, and, uh, then when she came out, like, it was funny because the, you know, I have T-Rex arms, you know what that's like. And, um, and the doctor was like, here, you know, reach down and hold your baby. And I was like, my whole arms were stretched out as most as I could. And I wasn't anywhere close to grabbing the kid. Facilities for that. I can't. Yeah, I was I wasn't anywhere close. And literally he was like, oh, reach down. And I like extended my arms as much as they could go. And I went, I have T-Rex arms. I cannot reach anymore. And so then he like looks at her and then like looks at me and then just goes just like hands. I was like, thank you for extending your arms, sir. Um, But it was it was funny. It was uh, it was it was good. She was so I was I delivered at 41 and six was when I delivered. And then, um, you know, went to family care, everything was fine, you know, whatever. Well, then come like, I was, I was discharged on a Sunday and probably like Tuesday, I started feeling like really, really bad. Like, and I was, you know, again, never had a baby. So I didn't know if that was just like a normal or like, are you, I mean, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I just, I just had a, a really baby, like I, I, it just came out, you know, so everything hurts down there, you know, everything's swollen, everything's inflamed. And so I was like, is this how it's supposed to feel? Like, well, I just felt really, really bad. Um, so my mother-in-law is a pri- is my primary and which is convenient. And so I went, I went to her and, um, my, I had a massive UTI, like almost like sepsis, sepsis level UTI. Um, because, and they discharged me because we pulled the records from the hospital. They discharged me with a very high white count. So they knew, they, they knew that had something going on, but didn't tell me number one, that my white count was high. And I understand like your white count could be elevated from, you know, birth and all that. Like I get it, but you know, at least like let somebody know, Hey, just, you know, in case you start feeling this, this is why, like, maybe you should go see a primary, like, you know, whatever. Um, because if I wouldn't have, I probably would not be sitting here right now. Like it's, it, and to think again, I at least have the resources and the medical knowledge to know that something wasn't right. Yeah. But the people, and then I just think about the people that don't have that. Yeah. So that's my, that was my birth experience. It was a, it was a doozy. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I think just the most like, undervalued thing is if they would have just communicated with you like what was actually going on yes I don't think that you know you would have felt like you had to call so many times and check up so many times if they would have just like been honest about what's going on instead of just yeah we're busy sorry you know yeah Exactly. And that's, and I think that's what a lot of people, again, forget it's their job. You know, it's our job to, you know, this is, we're just doing our job. Gosh, these family members are continuing to call like, gosh, it's so annoying, but it's like, um, can you just like, if you would just be honest with people like, Hey, we're really busy. We are more than likely not going to get to the list tonight. I will let them know about it tomorrow. Please continue to call. Like, anything versus I just felt like I was completely just like pushed aside. It didn't matter. I didn't matter. My baby didn't matter. Nothing mattered. Yeah. And that's not how you want to feel, especially as a first time mom who, 
does not really know what's going on, you know? No. And there's no. so much you don't know until you go through it yourself. Right. And I literally told, uh, I told Braylee this next time, you know, whenever we have another baby, um, it will not go down the same way. I can promise you. Cause now I've got some experience. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to let half the shit that happened happen again. I can promise you. That. Now, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Now I know I'm going to, I'm going to be forceful. Now I know. Yeah. But you shouldn't have to be like, no. you should just be able to exist and, and grow the baby and just show right. up. You know? Right. And enjoy the moment that I wasn't able to because I was worried that our baby was going to fall out of between my legs because the nurse wasn't in there. And it was just my husband yeah. who had his hands full with my legs. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to envision like how he would have to like hold up the legs. <laughs> it was it was awful. Like, honestly, I probably would have just told him to let my legs drop. You know, <laughs> like, don't don't let our kid drop. Let the legs drop. It's. <laughs> It was awful. It was so he did great, though. I couldn't have done it without him. Literally, literally and figuratively. I was I was so mad at Tyree because, you know, I ended up in a, you know, emergency C-section and we came out and I'm like, you didn't take any pictures like you didn't. We had no pictures of the operating room. And he's like, if I would try to take pictures, I would have passed out and I would have been useless to you. Like, you know, after being in so many C-sections as the nurse, I kind of wanted to see myself. Right. And he's like, mm, right. like, you need to get a picture of the placenta. And he's like, mm, I didn't even look at it. <laughs> I'm like, dang. I told him, though, like, you, you're going to have to be better. He took so many pictures of Avery. Like, he didn't get pictures of anything else. And I was like, all right, well, I guess you got pictures of the most important part. You know, I guess that's fine. You mean you could have, you could have done the, oh, the you, let, next time hand it to a nurse. Please take pictures. I know, I'm like, you can <laughs> just like sneak over the, the curtain. Like I wanted to, I wanted to see my uterus. And he's like, no. <laughs> I wanted to see my inside, sir. It's not weird. <laughs> he was so nervous the whole time that he would have to like be in the room when I delivered. And you know. Like, well, you kind of got out of that one. You just got to stay behind. Yeah. But yeah, if it, it happens again, good. we'll figure it out. Right, you'll be all right. It'll. I think. I think honestly, they just kind of like go into this like different mode of like it doesn't bother them. You know, Braley did tell me that whenever he cut the cord, he was like, it was a lot thicker than I expected. <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, that's an odd thing to say, but <laughs> yeah, they let like thought- him trim it. Yeah, he said the same thing. He's like, yeah, hard to cut. Yeah, he was like, it was really hard to cut through. Like, I thought at first they needed to sharpen their tools. And I was like, this is this is this is discouraging that you guys don't have sharper tools. (laughs) (laughs) It is is kind of thick. It is. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I didn't expect that at all. (laughs) I was like, well, well, I'm glad that like, I hate that you had that experience, you know, and like you couldn't fully enjoy the entire process but i'm glad mm-hmm. that once she once you got in and once she got here it kind of it kind of worked yeah, out. it was better it was better like it, and i felt bad for my um my poor little tech uh that i had like my first night because we didn't get up to family care until like eight nine and you know i hadn't really slept like ever since like the night before we were up for like 36 hours and uh my tech i can't <laughs> they came to do you know how to do vital signs every four hours you know i was a tech i got it um the last one they came in and did 11 p.m and i said 
when's your next time you got to come in here? And they were like, uh, like three or four. And I went, okay, don't. I said, my blood pressure is 115 over 82. My heart rate is 86 and my temperature is 98.0. So um, respiration's you know, 16, do a little razzle dazzle. If you want, put it at 17. I don't care. And I was like, but do not come in this room. And, uh, he just kind of like, she just kind of like looked at me and I went, okay, thank you. And the nurse who I graduated high school with, she came in, she was like, did you tell my tech to lie about your vital signs? And I went, I did. I was like, honestly, now if she doesn't want to, if she doesn't want to falsify documentation, that's fine. I get it. But, you know, at least just write down patient refused. Okay. Cause yeah. don't come in here at 4 a.m. Okay. Not going to happen. <laughs> Poor things. It's the worst to take care of a nurse now. It's the worst. <laughs> it is. We like, we don't want anything. And then we go worst yeah. case scenario. And it's like, yeah. you're just yeah. going to have to deal with me. I'm sorry. Yeah. It really is. And then, well, what was even funnier is I brought my own meds. Like I brought my own Tylenol, my own Motrin and uh, the nurse was like really busy. And so it was time for my Motrin. And so guess what? I took it and uh, out of my own bag. And so she came in, she was like, oh, I have your Motrin for you. And I went, no, I'm okay. And she was like, well, you don't want your pain to get ahead of you. And I went, I'm okay. And she was like, you know, Emmy, I really recommend. And I looked at her and I said, I am okay because of a reason that you don't want to know about walk away, write down patient refused, walk away. And she went, are you for real right now? And I was like, I, I tried, you are the one that kept pushing. You weren't even supposed to know about it. That's on you. I was like, you were busy. I didn't want to, I didn't want to bother you. I had my own. <laughs> oh, worst patient. So well. worst patient ever. Nurses are the worst patients ever. Nobody could blame you though. Like even with like the labor nurses that you didn't, you know, fully try. Yeah. After yeah. Your, and after your experience, nobody should blame you for being skeptical and like of anything. No, nope. yeah. I'm I'm gonna take care of myself now. Now and then and then me being number one, I was a whole new person. I could sleep on my stomach, and I did the first night. I, I you couldn't tell me nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the one that that we tell, okay, don't do this and this. You're like, all right, I'm going to do that. Yeah, bet. got it. I'm going to sleep on my stomach now. Thank you. Please get out of my room. I really appreciate it. I survived. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Thanks for letting me relive that. Yeah. Was that fun? It was so fun. So great. <laughs> I haven't, and my blood pressure got raised having to talk about that damn list. Let me tell you. I'm gonna need some hypertension meds now. Ours used to be in like literally a notebook that we would write in in pencil and you would see like things crossed out and things erased and. Oh my God, that seems, that seems official. That's probably how this one was too. And they didn't even know where the list was. I, I still, I wanted proof that my name was even on there and they wouldn't give it to me. I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think it was. That gave me flashbacks of the list. I I mean, I am glad to know that there actually is a list because I'm telling you for the last two and a half years, I have been like, there wasn't a freaking list. Next time somebody mentions a list, I'm going to tell them they're full of shit because there's not a list. You had to be like either the charge nurse or like somebody that had like been there a while to like be able to write at the list and talk to the patients who called about the list. And I remember like the first time I got a call from a doctor and I wrote in the book and I was like, I don't, I don't want this privilege. Like I don't want the list. I'll do everything else, but I don't, I don't want the list. I don't want the list. Cause you have pissed off moms on the other end. Like I, I was that mom. Yeah. I was pissed. 
It's it's hard though because like not to downplay moms that are like 39 weeks and calling every day, but like that wasn't your situation anymore. Oh. No. You're almost I know. two weeks pregnant. Correct. I was not like exactly. And the first time I even showed up to LD, I was 41 weeks pregnant. Like they're like, Who I, are you? Yeah, they were like, I'm sorry, we haven't seen you this entire nine months. What? <laughs> like, do you are you from here? Yeah. I literally work next door. I I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I, I literally, my last day of work was last Friday. I worked until 40 weeks. <laughs> I mean, because she wasn't coming, clearly. Man, my neighbors, my neighbors talk about it to this day because I was like walking, you know, because it was it was February, so it was freezing. And yeah. I was like walking down our road and they could just see, like they didn't even like they wouldn't even stop to like talk to me. They just like gave me like thumbs up as they like drove away because they said the look on my face was like, if anybody talks to me, I'm going to murder them. I was like, I was so done being pregnant. You have no clue. No idea. I was so done. <laughs> And then my neighbor, my neighbor across the street just had a baby and, um, and she, she delivered on her due date. What is that? And it's her first kid. And I was like, I, I don't want to talk to you right now. Please don't talk to me. Thank you. Don't, don't talk to me. Some people just draw that straw. You know? Yeah, I was so mad. <laughs> I'm telling you, starting at 39 weeks, probably 38 weeks, this next go round, like whenever I do get pregnant again, that's when my name is going to go on the list. Okay, 38 weeks. So I'm you can on be the list. Ready by 40. Correct. That because if you're gonna if you're gonna sit, Philly fart around, I'm gonna be done by 40 weeks. Okay, I'm not going in for, past 40. I will I will literally sit in the waiting room at L and D if and, and for the week. I'm not going past 40 weeks. Not having it ever again. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> You're welcome. This has been a fun one. Thank you for being here. No problem. I will leave your, um, you know, Instagram and in the details if people want to follow you. Um, make sure you're following at the bedside on Instagram for all future episode releases and all sorts of fun stuff. And we will perfect. See you next time. <laughs>